0: Welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. I woke up with this brilliant idea this morning <laughs> that it might be nice to have one episode a month of these podcasts to be simply a reading of my favorite love poems. I have a vast store of love poems of all kinds collected over the years for teaching mostly and I just felt like it would be lovely to share them, share some of them with you. And so the idea that I had was that maybe you could lean back in your favorite armchair or on the couch or your bed and maybe have a glass of wine with you or a cup of coffee or just simply close your eyes and then drink in, drink in these beautiful poems. So the first one I'd like to share is by Doug Anderson, I didn't realize actually that we were friends on Facebook and I came across a post of his where he had shared a poem he'd written recently and I almost skipped over it, but I'm so grateful I didn't. It's such a humble poem and a testament to the power of love being offered in an unexpected way, particularly after that has been absent for a long time. So the title, which is significant, is called Wings. Wings. Been so long since I've been loved, even touched, I told her, with no pity in my voice, just fact. And she reached over and took my hand in both of hers and felt deftly its several bones and worn gristle that held them in place as if she were holding a bird that hit a glass door, to feel it come back alive in her hands. All day I flew. Been so long since I've been loved, even touched, I told her, with no pity in my voice, just fact. And she reached over and took my hand in both of hers and felt deftly its several bones and worn gristle that held them in place as if she were holding a bird that hit a glass door to feel it come back alive in her hands All day I flew What a beautiful ending All day I flew looping back to that title Wings And certainly love does give us wings. You know, it makes us feel sometimes, especially in the fresh love period, that we can soar, rise above the quotidian. We feel like anything is possible. And so the next poem is also quite endearing, but in a very different way. This is a love poem by Jeffrey McDaniels and it's called The Quiet World, The Quiet World. In an effort to get people to look into each other's eyes more and also to appease the mutes, the government has decided to allot each person exactly 167 words. Per day the government has decided to allot each person exactly 167 words per day when the phone rings I put it to my ear without saying hello in the restaurant I point a chicken noodle soup I am adjusting well to the new way late at night I call my long-distance lover proudly say, I only used 59 today, I saved the rest for you. When she doesn't respond, I know she's used up all her words, so I slowly whisper, I love you, 32 and a third times. After that, we just sit on the line and listen to each other breathe. What a delightful, <laughs> you know, tribute to that love. That if language, if words were actually um, you know, counted and we only had a certain allotment daily, how might we use the words? How might we choose our words? And to whom would we offer them? So, luckily, there is no limit as we know, as far as we know, onwards. But this is just such a lovely lovely way of expressing love, an original way. And so the next one, it's really got a bit of humor in here, really tongue in cheek, and has to do with flexibility in how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's by Krista Lucas, mm-hmm. and it's called Would It Be So Wrong? And Krista does something that some poets do. She uses the title as the first line, sort of, uh, of the poem. So the, f- the title runs in to the first line. Would it be so wrong to suggest that he move next door I don't want him gone altogether. Neither can I stand him underfoot. It might be ideal to holler over the fence, invite him to dinner. We'd sit together on the patio, eat asparagus from his garden, grilled shrimp under the setting sun, then kiss the grease from our lips, maybe more. After he'd go home, and watch basketball at full volume while I soak in the tub listening to Coltrane. Then, wearing pajamas, hair uncombed, I'd curl up in my own living room with Robert Frost or People and the cat, the quiet, the light of a single lamp. I'd curl up in my own living room with Robert Frost or people and the cat the quiet, the light of a single lamp so there's a possibility for you, (laughs) I had a teacher in college who uh, got married while I was in his class and I remember him telling me that he and his wife lived in a duplex and she lived upstairs he lived downstairs and it worked very well for them and then they'd get together as they felt inclined to. So, food for thought. (laughs) Okay, well, a little bit more humor, a little bit more fun as we move on today. This is by the inimitable Billy Collins, and I'm sure some of you have heard of him. He really is a very popular poet, mostly because... Well, first of all, he's very good, he's very humorous, he doesn't take himself seriously, but also because his poems are very accessible. I remember going to a reading, to attend a reading he was giving in Portland, in Oregon when I lived there, and it's the first time ever I had seen a line go around the block, a queue going around the block to get in, I think there was a a waiting list. To get in, and this was in a big theater. So he really has done a lot, Billy Collins, to bring poetry to the forefront of consciousness. So this one is called Nightclub, and it's really a riff on those tried and true, sometimes outworn lyrics of love songs. So he's bringing in some new lyrics of his own. Nightclub, you are so beautiful, and I am a fool to be in love with you, is a theme that keeps coming up in songs and poems. There seems to be no room for variation. I have never heard anyone sing, I am so beautiful, and you are a fool to be in love with me, even though the notion has surely crossed the minds of women and men alike you are so beautiful too bad you are a fool is another one you don't hear or you are a fool to consider me beautiful that one you will never hear guaranteed for no particular reason this afternoon i'm listening to johnny hartman whose dark voice can curl around the concepts of love beauty and foolishness, like no one else's can. It feels like smoke curling up from a cigarette someone left burning on a baby grand piano around three o'clock in the morning. Smoke that billows up into the bright lights while out there in the darkness some of the beautiful fools have gathered around this table to listen some with their eyes closed, others leaning forward into the music as if it were holding them up, or twirling the loose ice in a glass, slipping by degrees into a rhythmic dream. Yes, there is all this foolish beauty, born beyond midnight, that has no desire to go home, especially now when everyone in the room is watching the large the large man with the tenor sax that hangs from his neck like a golden fish. He moves forward to the edge of the stage and hands the instrument down to me and nods that I should play. So I put the mouthpiece to my lips and blow into it with all my living breath. We are all so foolish. My long bebop solo begins by saying, So damn foolish, we have become beautiful without even knowing it. We are all so foolish. My long bebop solo begins by saying, So damn foolish, we have become beautiful without even knowing it. I think my favorite line, my favorite stanza in this poem is, you are so beautiful, too bad you are a fool, is another one you don't hear. Or, you are a fool to consider me beautiful, that one you will never hear, guaranteed. (laughs) Oh, Billy. He really has such a, a sense of humor, just levity in his poems. And God... We really need some uplift uh, in these days. So I I will often turn to him if I just want a, a smile. Okay, so next up is the famous Mary Oliver. And this one really struck me because of the way that she talks about the many different varieties of love and the many different objects of our love. It's not necessarily relegated only to human beings. So it's called of love. I have been in love more times than one, thank the Lord. Sometimes it was lasting, whether active or not. Sometimes it was all but ephemeral maybe only an afternoon but not less real for that They stay in my mind these beautiful people or anyway beautiful people to me Of which there are so many You and you and you whom I had the fortune to meet or maybe missed love 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 It was the core of my life, which of course comes from the word for the heart. And oh, have I mentioned that some of them were men, and some were women, and some, now carry my revelation with you, were trees, or places, or music flying above the names of their makers, or clouds, or the sun, which was the first and the best, the most loyal for certain, who looked so faithfully into my eyes every morning. So I imagine such love of the world, its fervency, its shining, its innocence and hunger to give of itself. I imagine this is how it began. I imagine such love of the world, It's fervency, it's shining, it's innocence and hunger to give of itself. I imagine this is how it began. I love that ending. Well, I love all of it. I love that she mentions trees, men, women. You know, but I really admire the ending, how love is hungry to give of itself. And maybe it is how it all began. We all came out of that ocean of love. We came out of that act of physical love between the man and woman who would become your parents. But so much larger this love that we can bathe in just by a turn of the dial, turning our attention to that larger love you could call it consciousness. So I just want to explain one piece of this poem to you where she talks about love, love, love. It was the core, the core of my life. From which, of course, comes the word for the heart. So the word coeur C-O-E-U-R, is the French word for heart. It's actually where the word courage comes from, which I always think is a kind of bravery coming from the heart, the heart being brave as opposed to the mind. And so I hope you've enjoyed this selection of love poems today. And I'll be back with more. You can be guaranteed next month. But I'd like to leave you with a few lines from the amazing poet Aga Shahid Ali Um, and it's called stationary which by that he means writing paper and the two last lines are the world is full of paper the world is full of paper my dear please write to me the world is full of paper my dear please write to me And I have to say that I adapted that a little bit. (laughs) The words, my dear, don't appear in there. But it's just such a lovely idea. I know we're so technically, technologically oriented these days. We usually send emails and those letters through the post don't happen as often. But it still has this beautiful tinge of the world is full of paper. My dear, please write to me. And so I leave you with this thought. Perhaps you could write me a note. Maybe let me know how you liked or how you responded to the poems I've shared or any of the episodes of the podcast you may have listened to. Any suggestions you might have for topics. I'm wide open. This is a brand new creative experiment. It's all about loving life, loving your life, loving my life. And I'm loving it even more as I'm doing this because I feel like I'm communing with many of you out there. Some I know and love and some not yet. So thank you for sharing this little bit of poetry salon, we could call it, with me today. And I send this off, send you off with all my love. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family where, for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.